As we wrap up our series on lament, our Bible reading will be coming to us from Genesis 32. Genesis chapter 32. And as I read this chapter, it brought me back to my high school days of wrestling. And it made me think of uh, my senior year at the regional tournament. I had to uh, wrestle a guy by the name of Jim Heiser from Granville. At that time, Granville was like the number one school. And uh, Jim Heiser and I, because we were in the same weight class, since middle school, had wrestled each other for six straight years, often twice a year. My record against Jim Heiser was no wins. He thwacked me every time we wrestled. And so here we are at the regional tournament with a bid for going to the state tournament on the line. And sure enough, who is my draw but Jim Heiser? Well, cue the Rocky music. Bum, 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 bum. You guys not know Rocky? When we first got married, Amy hadn't seen any Rocky movies, so I waited for a winter, and I said, we are going to have a Rocky fest, and I made her watch all six of them in one whole weekend. Cue the Rocky music, because it was my match against Jim Heiser, and my coach looked at me in the eye, and, and he looked me square in the eye, and he said, Bobby, because that's what my coaches called me, and my grandma and old girlfriends. He looked me in the face, and he said, Bobby, just keep wrestling. Just keep wrestling. And so I'm wrestling. And we get to the third period and the match is tied. There's two minutes to go. He says, Bobby, two minutes. Just keep wrestling. And in the back of my head are six years of defeat and six years of losses, six years of Jim Heiser sticking it to me. And my coach says, just keep wrestling. And there, near the end of the third period, I got lucky. And I stuck him in some kind of move where we went from our feet onto the mat, and I landed on top of him somehow, in some way. I wish it was skill, but I don't think it was. I think it was the Lord's blessing upon who he liked better. <laughs> no. So, well, we don't think God works that way? Is that what we're... Is that what we're saying this morning? So we land on the mat. I land on top of him. The ref is counting off points. I'm like, oh, just let him get pinned. Just let him get pinned because if we have to stand back up again, I don't know what's going to happen. And the counts off the points. The match ends, and I won. Thank well, thank you. That, and now we can all go home because that's really why I told the story. My self-esteem was hurting a little bit. I won that match, and my coach came up and said, I told you, if you just kept wrestling, good things would happen. Keep wrestling. And friends, I think that's the message that our God has for us today as we wrap up this series on lament. And, and many of us, I've had conversations, we've been, we've been dealing with this grief and this pain and this sorrow and this, 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 this hurt we've been talking about how we need to pray 
and, uh, and we pray and we turn towards God and we turn towards God and we pray and put our hope and trust in him. And what I'm saying today is I know that we didn't wrap up your lament in just three weeks, your hurt and pain. In spite of how great the teaching has been and how inspirational it has been, I'm recognizing that we're not going to get over that hurt and pain by just three conversations with one another. But in all of that, as we continue forward from this day, the message that I believe that we need to hold on to is to hear the Rocky music and just say, keep on rustling. We see that in Genesis 32. In Genesis 32, we encounter a man by the name of Jacob. Jacob was one of the patriarchs of the faith. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God promised his blessings to this family. He said, you will be blessed. I will make you great. And at this point in Jacob's walk and his journey, it's been anything but great. Jacob's life has been one of heartache. It's been one of headache. It's been one of struggle. It's one of loss, one of pain, one of hurt. Now, a lot of that is probably due to his own character. He was kind of a manipulator. It was maybe due to his own sin. He caught himself. He was a liar. Uh, it was due to injustice. His, his uncle uh, kind of tweaked him a little bit when it came to his marriages and, and how he had to work for him. Uh, it could be just because we live in a world of sin and it's going to be rough. All those same reasons that we find ourselves here today walking through lament, I think Jacob was finding himself in those same situations. And so Jacob is, is, is struggling and in this season of lament and he has what probably is a restless night, probably the most restless night that anyone could have and we read about it here in Genesis 32. Genesis 32, uh, I want to start with verse 24. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. And when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. The man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but be Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we come to this passage here, we see that Jacob just kept wrestling. He just kept wrestling. The match that Jacob is wrestling with may be the very same match that you find yourself wrestling with today. He's wrestling with God. The scriptures tell us that Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak says man there, but later on in the scriptures, we, re, we see that it is, you have struggled with God. This is a, what the Old Testament would call a theophany. 
This is a physical manifestation of God. And here is God with Jacob, and they're engaged in a wrestling match. It goes all night long. They wrestled until daybreak. And during that time, Jacob never gave up. He just kept wrestling. I think the, the man he's wrestling with and God as he's wrestling with, there's a question here about, well, if he's wrestling God, why could God not overpower him? That's a whole nother sermon that we, have to, we would have to uh, talk through, some lean towards because of God's mercy he was showing on Jacob. We're not exactly sure what, what all is going on there, but he's wrestling with God and he's continuing to wrestle with him and it says he, his, his hip was wrenched. I think the times where you've been pestered by like your younger brother or uh, that little you know, naggy kid on the playground and you're like, just leave me alone. And they just keep pestering you and they keep coming at you. You're like, will you stop? Will you stop? And they're like, no, I'm not gonna stop. And you just go boom like that. You know, you, maybe you never did that. I did that when I was, <laughs> when I was uh, little. Thus why I went into wrestling probably. And you just nail it like I'm sick of it. Let go of me. And maybe there was some of that going on here that God, it's like, we're done, Jacob. You and I are done. Just, and, he, and all of a sudden, he's got this, his hip is, is, is wrenched. It comes to morning, and the guy is like, let go of me. It's daybreak. Oh, my goodness, we've been wrestling all night long. Jacob's like, no, I'm going to hold on to you. Let go of me. It's daybreak. No, we're going to keep on wrestling. I'm not going to let go of you. Will you please let go of me? I'm tired. We're done wrestling. It's been all night long. No, I'm not going to let go of you unless you bless me. Because what did Jacob know? He knew that in his life that the only solution, the only comfort, the only source to dealing with his lament was God. And he knew that if he let go of God, nothing. If he let go of God, no hope. Let go of God, a life of despair. And I want you to hear that this morning. Why we follow the example of Jacob, we just keep on wrestling. I'm going to hold on to God because God is our hope. When I'm in trouble, what do I do? I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the name of the Lord. Because God is the only one who can meet our need. It's not found here in this world. It's not found in our friends. It's not found on social media. It's not found in prescriptions or addictions in any way. It's not found on anything here in this world. The only way out is God, and for Jacob to let go of God, man, he was giving up. But he didn't. He said, I'm going to keep on wrestling, God. I'm going to continue to hold on to you, God, because I need your blessing. And maybe you're there today. That hurt, that pain, that ache. And as we said, your first step is to turn towards God and then just keep on wrestling. Even maybe when you're like Jacob and you're a little weary from going all night long and maybe you've been damaged and you've been hurt, but I'm still going to hold on to God. That's the journey of prayer in as we lament, that we just continue to hold on to God. That's what Jesus told his disciples in Luke 18, 1. When they were asking him how to pray, Jesus says, keep on praying. Don't stop. That was Jesus' words. Don't stop. Remember Apostle Paul's words to the Thessalonians? Pray without ceasing. We're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on praying because I know that if I let go, I have no hope. If I let go, 
I'm going to continue to wallow in this pain. If I let go, I'm going to continue to deal with this grief, and I'm going to continue to be dealing with all of this. Oh, God, I need to hold on to you. And so we continue to seek after God. I think that was Jesus' point in the parable in Luke 18 about the persistent widow. Luke 18, let me read that to you. Luke 18, Jesus told his disciples this parable and how they should pray and not give up. In a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. All right, that's important. This judge in his character, he doesn't care about God, he doesn't care about people. This is just a worthless guy, right? Nothing redeeming in him, no values, no, no empathy, nothing in this guy. He's a judge. So there he is. And there was a widow in the town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Granted, he's got bad motives, but he's a bad guy from the very beginning. But this wretch of a man says, well, even though this woman keeps coming at my door, I'm going to answer her. And so Jesus says, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? And Jesus says, look at this unscrupulous man here. What do you know about your God? He's a good God. He's the creator God who knit you together, who breathed and gave you life. He's the God who loves you, who sent his son to die for you. If that judge would grant the woman's request, would not your God, will he not bring about justice for those who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Rhetorical questions, and the answer is no. I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. That's what Jesus says. That's your God. Keep on wrestling. Keep on holding on. Don't give up. Continue to pray to God as you move through your lament. And that's our journey. And it doesn't end today. It may not end tomorrow. It may be a journey of a lifetime as we continue to wrestle with God. In the last couple weeks, as we've done our writing lament class, I've had the opportunity to talk with, um, with two people who are very dear to me, to my daughter Rebecca and to my friend Mark Heisinger. And I'm going to ask you guys if you would come join me up here. They were talking through some of their laments, and I said, wow, this would be, this, uh, we've had a rich conversation. Maybe we, can, maybe we can talk through some of those things with our um, church family. But then, of course, laments are kind of raw and kind of personal. Um, so there was a question about whether or not, you know, make yourself vulnerable. So they're here as your church family this morning and uh, coming with some hearts that have been lamenting for a while. Obviously, I've known Rebecca her whole life. I've known Mark for a really, uh, really long time. And Mark and Rebecca, I know kind of the, the source of, you know, kind of why I asked you here and the source of your lament, but maybe you can tell the people in the church kind of what the source of your lament has been. Is that all right? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I um, struggled with severe mental health issues um, from as early as I can remember. Um, 
and that took different forms throughout my childhood. Uh, when I was younger, it, was, it looked a lot like separation anxiety, turned into kind of generalized anxiety. Then there were some um, mood stuff, relationship issues. Um, so mental health was just a really huge part of my childhood and a, a deep struggle. Um, and yeah. Um, for me, for me, I, um, um, boy, I knew it was going to be hard. <laughs> I knew, and I talked you into it anyways. Yep, you talked me into it anyway. That's all right. That's all right. Um, no, uh, when I was 17, um, as a senior in high school, uh, I lost my dad to cancer. Yeah. So. Yep. That's all I got pretty, to say. Pretty raw. Right yeah. Now. I mean, that's a that's a huge source of, of lament. And as and as we've talked about that when we were talking about lament, right? Because we're praying, we're keeping on, we're holding on to God. That the end of the sol I'm trying to hear uh, the solution to that lament and prayer would be, my dad is back. Right. Yeah. But dad is. That's that, yeah, that is not, is not coming part back. of that. So does that lament go away for you, or, or, or how does that change through the yeah, no. How do we keep holding on to God when, right, the ultimate hope would be bring him back? Well, it's not until you, you and him meet again in eternity with Jesus that right. that's going to happen. Well, and, and that is, that's where the hope is, right? You know, yeah. um, that there will be a time of, you know, being reunited. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But as you said, you know, the, the lament, um, uh, there's no taking that away. That, that will never go away. Um, when I, when I talk about it, I get like this. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm okay talking about it. I, um, I mean, if you've been here for any period of time, it's not the first tear I've shed on stage. Right. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> um, the, but it is difficult to, to, um, to revisit that um, from time to time, um, particularly during um, life changes, uh, new situations, where, you know, that, that relationship is gone, yeah. you know? Yeah. And to a certain extent, the lament is, is almost deeper than that. It isn't just the loss, it's, it's the not knowing Mm -hmm. not knowing exactly what I've lost. Yeah, because, right, your dad was 17, and, I mean, you, you were, sorry, you were 17, your dad, and uh, now you have probably lived life longer without dad than yeah. with dad. Yeah. So part of that lament is, what would I have, right, what would have been brought into my life in those 17 years that I don't know about? Yeah. 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 Yep. So I think that's the thing that comes up periodically. In fact, the, um, the lament, you know, part of the writing class and so forth, yeah. you, I ended up pulling up a, an old writing that I had done um, back in, I, I, was, I told you 2011. I actually yeah. think it was a few years earlier, and okay. the, the file date was 2011 because I had edited um, a little bit. But, uh, um, yeah, I wrote a psalm of lament. And at the time, you know, it was an assignment I had for a class. And it wasn't until I started writing that I was like, whoa, you know, these, these, I can put words to this 
lament, to this yeah. difficulty, yeah. to this pain. Yeah. And that was really helpful because I didn't, I didn't do journaling and all that sort of thing. I did a lot of writing, but not right. specifically about yeah. it. So when you wrote that, how many years after? It would have, it would have been like, um, probably 18, 19, 18, 20 years 20 after years? he had passed. Yeah. Can I read that lament to the church? Sure. I'm not going to ask you to do it. because No, I'll never make it through we'll it. Never, <laughs> we'll, never, we'll never get through it, right. uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, a psalm of lament. I find my strength in you, Lord. I find my strength in your name. You have walked with me, Father. You have pursued and captured me and you have yet to let me go. Why then, O God, does death still tear so viciously? The seasons in the company of my Father outweigh the seasons without. The scales do not balance, Lord. I am poorer for the loss, I know, yet my deficit is not known, for I cannot gauge what I have not owned. God of light, you have promised life, and I praise you for your assurance. I trust you for eternal life as I trust you for my daily breath. Yet life after death still demands a death, and I confess that sometimes your promises merely pause the pain. Still, Father, you attend to me when I call. Worship is due you for every breath you have given me. Honor and glory unto you for the rhythm of my heart. All praise be to you for the flight my soul now follows. How you have caused me to soar. You soften my anger and ease the ache of my sorrow, O God. You deepen my joy and make stronger my devotion to the way. I will glorify you among my sisters and brothers, Almighty God. I will sing of your care and compassion to those who do not know you, and your faithfulness will be my song. And all God's people said, amen, amen to that. Thank you for... Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, thanks you for reminding me of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and uh, so in lament we would, because uh, I'm just putting this together, we would like not to have any tears, but that's not going to be true, right? We're gonna it, that doesn't take necessarily take it away this journey, right? Is that what yeah. you found? Yeah, I've, I've found that you know you can you can trust and you can be. Um, I mean, to recognize the peace and God's grace and all of that, you can still feel that very deeply, um, but still, um, still be, uh, still struggle with the wise and, and, and the, the purpose and all of those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think those, those things have never been, um, for me, a one or the other, you know what I mean? I either trust God or I'm mad at him. There's been plenty of times I've been really mad, uh, but I still trusted him, you know? Um, That's what I was going to ask, because uh, I imagine 17-year-old Mark was maybe more angry at God than when you wrote this, you know, later and where Mark is now. Yeah, and I, you know, it's funny, because when I look back at that time, I, I think there were I didn't have, I think I was angry, but I didn't necessarily have, you know, life was just moving quickly, you know what I mean? I, I was, yeah, yeah there, there, were, there was a lot of things to occupy my mind and occupy my time. Um, so I don't know that I had a place for any sort of anger to go. Um, it was really very much more of a disappointment and, and, and moving, moving into, you know, all of these new experiences you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> with an inability to share it with someone that I would want to. Yeah, so, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Rebecca, you, um, your lament journey comes from what you were wrestling with inwardly, and I guess kind of the same, how did, how, how did turning to God move you through that? Yeah, so I'm a pretty prolific journaler. Uh, I think you got me my first journal. I don't know if you know this. When I was like in kindergarten, there's like pictures in it. Oh, well, good for me. <clears throat> and like word, like just <laughs> single words. Yeah, um, yeah. So I probably have, I don't know, over 20 at this point. Um, and it's pretty fascinating to be able um, to really look back. We talked mm. about the importance of remembering um, and how the Israelites, when they're just wandering in the desert and feeling so confused and alone and um, that, you know, God, God and the prophets kept reminding them, like, remember, remember. Um, and I guess one encouragement I have to everybody here uh, is to do some form of journaling, um, some form of writing. It doesn't have to be um, like this. It could be on a document or on a note in your phone. Um, but it, it's, you know, you ask me what it was like wrestling with this over years. Um, I can actually read it. And, and it's, really, um, it's really painful to read it sometimes um, because you can just see the, the torment, I guess would be the word. Um, I am now a therapist. That's part of my, my testimony of redemption. Um, but I've yet to meet a child with a significant of mental health struggles as I had. And now it's interesting being in the therapist's seat to be like, wow, that was so hard. And that was like, um, that was actually really bad. It wasn't just, you know, uh, me remembering it being bad. It was actually really hard. Um, so I think, you know, if you follow my journals, you can see those, those up and downs with the Lord. Um, you can see there's pages where I'm just like writing in scribbles in all caps, angry at the Lord. Um, there are pages that are full of just drawings and X's and like, like, God, how could you be doing this to me? Um, there are parts where I'm just like hopeless and sad. Um, there are parts where I feel alone or like I will never come out of this. I'll never have a normal life. Um, and you can, you can read it. Um, so, and, so, excuse me, yeah. two things. So young Rebecca doesn't have the faith that you ha have now. So in that journaling, when you're, when you're trying to write it, because this, this was very earlier than adolescence and through adolescence, your concept of God how did you have enough, how did you know to turn to him or how, you know, what I'm saying is that your, your, your child faith would be like, God hates me, right? Because I'm, I'm dealing with all this and this is garbage. So if you're God, you, you must hate me. How did, how did you come through that to be able to trust him? Probably you and mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, and the church and yeah. Wendy and all these other amazing um, pillars of faith in my life. Um, but I was raised in the faith. Um, and so I learned the truths of who God is and the promises of God. And so, you know, my faith is, is 
strong as it is today because of what I went through um, and because of the wrestling. Um, and I think you learn, you learn how deep those promises go when you're in the valley. And you don't always see the goodness of God on the surface. Um, but when you're reflecting back, you can see how good God, God has been to you and that he never left you um, even in those nights of wrestling. And that's one of those points where we said, remember, keep looking back. My looking back allows me to move forward because I see where God was in all this. Do you mind, uh, we have a few pages of your journal. Is that all right if we I do. share those? Yes, I folks? took, I think it's interesting to, I don't, I will read these because I'm not sure. Um, I think that would be, should I just lean over like this? Oh yeah, that will work. Um, I, uh, I feel yeah. alone. I wish I didn't have to go through this. I feel alone, scared, worried, sad, angry, mad, confused, etc. I wish I could know why you're doing this to me, God. I'm trying to put my trust in you, but it is so hard. Help me to feel your peace. Please give me calmness. Mm. I don't know if calmness is a word. <laughs> this would have been like 2005. God, I'm scared. I need you to help me, and I need to be strong this week. And help me, God, be with, help me, help me. That's kind of just a compassionate plea there, right? Just help me, help me. Help. I mean, it's not really profound words. That's, that's mm. a lament. Right. Yeah, yeah. Child words. Child lament, yeah. And 1119 is very late when you're a child. Dear God, it is 11.19 p.m. And you were and still up? I know. <laughs> Talk about wrestling with God late into the night. Mm -hmm. And am am so worried. I need your help and strength to overcome this. You're the only one who can help, and I need it. Please, God, do something, anything to help me. Please. Mm. Those kind of remind me that kind of typifies when Jesus says that we need to come to him with faith like a little child. Isn't that just like, I mean, that's the wrestling that we were talking about. I'm just holding on. I need help. Help me. Help me. There it is. Help me, God. You're the only one. Yeah. God, please give me peace. I don't know why you're doing this to me. Help me to put all my trust in you and give me the courage to do the things I need to do. Let my mind have peace so I can fall asleep. Amen. Mm. And then um, this is the last one in this journal. I want to tell you, God, that I am glad Psalm 91 is in the Bible. Do what you say you will do, God. Mm. Give me peace and let me know you are there for me. Wrong form of there. Yeah. Well, that's a... <laughs> I wasn't going to say yeah. What I don't, are you going to do? I don't think God uh, cared about that uh, in there. But that's the turn, right? That's the turn at the end where we're... Also, look at those, look at those circles for the eyes. If, yeah. you, if you're a girl, that was you big, know. That was big middle school. <laughs> you didn't turn them into hearts, the little... Um, no, the I little was one. not a heart girl, yeah. but I knew some. You knew those. And that's the turn, right? The, the, the turning where you're going, but God, right? I, I feel all this. And do you still feel, both of you, because I think, you know, younger that... God did that to you? That God said, you know, I'm looking down on Mark's family. I'm taking his life. I'm taking his dad today. 
you know, there's Rebecca. I'm giving her anxiety. Because I think maybe a lot of us dealing with our laments can come out that way towards God. God, why, why did you take this from me? God, why did you do this to me? God, this is your, right? Because he's sovereign, he's in charge. So, must be God. How, do, how is that? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I didn't have that sense. Um, I didn't feel that way. Yeah. Um, he, you know, the, the diagnosis had come about a year earlier. Um, so it was about a year that he, he had it before he passed. And um, I, just, I just remember, you know, there being um, just a, a bedrock of faith and trust. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yep. among, within my family, but also people around us, you know, uh, as, you know, Becca mentioned, people um, at church, you know, uh, neighbors stepping up, helping, things along those lines. So there was the, the, the blessings outweighed and the, the, the reminder of God's presence outweighed the, the difficulty. If I, yeah. That's may not exactly the way I want to say it, but, but yeah. it's close enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and just, again, coming into the trust, which is, has certainly, I mean, you see it in her journal as well. Even as a kid, and you couldn't really say exactly what it was, there was a trust in calling out for help. And, yeah. and I think that, that trust is certainly deepened over the years for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, I, I just still had trust. There were just a few different things that... that yeah, had, had occurred a couple of a couple of what I could only describe as visions, you sure. know, very yeah. hyper realistic dreams where I felt just peace, yeah. like it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice God speaking into that. But you know, both of you mentioned that foundation of faith. I mean, even as right because both of you were kind of young people coming through this. So moms and dads, the importance of building that faith into your children now as they go through this journey, because we talked about that a couple weeks ago, one of the messages, that old parable, the rains came down, the floods came up, the one that stood strong was the one that was built on the rock, and you had folks who invested in there, and you build that before you get to the lament, yeah, so you can trust. I, uh, I think I want to circle back to feeling like God did this to me. I prayed about if I should share this one, but I think I will. Um, it's not on. It's not on there. <laughs> um, it goes. Sometimes I get angry with God. I wonder why He chose me to place this horrible weight upon. Why doesn't He take it away? Why doesn't He let me be at peace? And then I feel guilty for being mad at the Lord. After all, there is a reason for everything. And who am I to judge how able I am to carry this feeling? I'm just so tired of it. I want it all to stop. I tell my thoughts to stop, and they don't. I have no control over my own mind, and that is completely terrifying. Um, so I guess at that point, I didn't, I was wrestling with, like, is God, you know, identifying me as the person to um, make suffer? Um, and there's a lot of um, feeling of I did something wrong to deserve this. Um, And now I know that to be bad theology. Um, What I can say um, is God is a loving God and a good God, and he doesn't want his children to suffer. Um, A father who loves his children um, doesn't 
isn't pleased with suffering, isn't pleased um, with the pain, and, and you know, Christ wept and Christ weeps with us. Um, what I will say is that God redeems and restores, um, and God takes what um, what sin has sin has taken from us, and God is able to use it for His good and for His glory. Um, and so I think it's okay to wrestle with those questions of, is God, um, is God punishing me? Um, but I want you to know that he is not. <laughs> um, and, and that has been a journey to go on. Um, and I think that's what keeps a lot of people from becoming Christians is they're like, if God is good, why would he let suffering happen? And that's a much deeper conversation than we want to have right now. We won't be able right to button that up today either, <laughs> will we? No. But there is redemption. Yeah. Do we want me to share the actual turning it back to God part? Because it's just been yeah. sad this whole yeah. time. Can I, well, can I assume, <laughs> before can you... I assume that this page is not that? See this one right here? Yeah. I think that's the angry with God page right there. I, I told, <laughs> hey, excuse me. There, I just shared your whole journal with everybody. No, also. it's, if you want to see darker pictures, I can share them with you. Uh, no, no, turn us to hope to God and then we got a button before up, we yeah. Before we turn there, I, I just, I kind of want to reiterate what, what Rebecca said that, you know. God is love. Yeah. Oh, there, <laughs> hate. There we go. Yeah, those are real, right? Lament is real. And God was okay with that. He took yeah, that. that. That's what I was going to say. You know, you, if, if anyone's feeling that way, um, if they've, you've got these thoughts where, you know, you're, again, you're angry. You have this, this, um, this passion uh, against your creator, right? You don't, don't be afraid to go there with him right? He loves you. You can trust him. So go that place. And there's no guilt. There's no shame going to that place. He's big enough. He can take it. He wants to hear from you. Yeah. But don't, don't shove that aside. Don't let that, you know, be something that you try to hide under a rock. Um, God can only heal you as much as you're authentic with him. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And if you are hiding, if there are rooms in your heart that you're like, God can go everywhere else, but he can't go here. Mm -hmm. um, God would be angry if he saw this part of my heart. Um, you're withholding his love and healing. Um, and he invites us to enter. He wants to enter into all of those parts of us. Yep, Because I think he, right, because our, our God is, is good and we do live in, and we got to re recognize we live in a sin-filled, broken world where it would with the enemy satan prowling around wanting to devour us that's just the world we live in while god is still above it and sovereign that's the world we live in that will not change until jesus comes again and we live in glory so we're going to have this brokenness and i think god hates what you hate just as much as you hate it <laughs> so when you say i hate this god i'm angry he's like i'm angry at it too because it's broken but you know what i did i sent my son and one day, even if you don't experience here through earth, it's all turning around. And it's going to be a new earth and a new world and a new day. I think that um, not everyone gets this nice little, um, their story buttoned up in a bow, yeah. um, tied around it. God has been very uh, gracious to me 
in that I've been able to see a glimpse of his greater purpose. Like I said, I'm now a child and adolescent therapist, and I actually saw my first therapist at Laura Dilley's wedding. Um, <laughs> and when she asked me how I was and how I was doing, I said, well, I'm a child therapist. <laughs> and man, did that bring some emotion to her eyes. Um, but some of us are blessed enough to be able to see how God has used our pain for his good and glory. And some of us have to trust um, that maybe there have been seeds planted because of it that you will never see watered and grown. Um, or maybe you're going to have to look God in the eye in heaven and be like, so what was up with this? Um, and so I think, yeah, just recognizing that God is a good God and he doesn't waste anything. Yeah, that's, that's a good note. That's a good note to end on. And I want to thank both of you. Wait, for... no, I have to read oh. the good part. Well, who, who am I to be in charge? Literally, I've just, this looks like just mean the whole time. Okay, so this is, you know, we're but people. Right. Here we go. How could I have ever questioned such a mighty God, such an awesome Father? He loves me in spite of everything. He alone knows my deepest pains, wants, and needs. How could have a relationship with the Father grown out of such an ugly experience? Mm. I love you, Lord. There is none like you. I find hope and comfort in you. Please don't desert me. I need you. I don't deserve you, but I need you. Amen. Amen. And, and just, all. Yeah. just, I mean, I want that to be the end, but the next page is hurt again, right? Yeah. And so this walk is turning to God. We turn away and we stray. We turn back to him. And we have to re-grieve these things. Every single life stage, like Mark said, you might have to wrestle with these same things because as we're being sanctified, we know more, we see more, and we have to wrestle with more. Yeah. So there we yeah. go. Thank, thank, you. Uh, thank you both. Uh, for being willing to share and be vulnerable uh, for us today. Thank you. And I know um, their journey is similar to many of, of our uh, journeys that many of us are having here. And our purpose in this series was just that we knew people were hurting, and we have this hurt, and we got to just keep wrestling and holding on to God. Uh, as... Um, I just want to invite the praise team uh, to, come, to come forward.